Hello, this is Tim Price, and I'm so grateful to have you along on the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind you that we would really appreciate if you rate this podcast and share it with others, maybe somebody in your worship team or somebody that you know who leads worship or works with you. We'd also like to invite you to uh, participate in our Worship Leader and Teams Facebook page and the Worship Leader Toolbox Facebook page. Both of those will have links on the show notes. And uh, it's great to get to know you and to be connected in this kingdom ministry. And today I thought we would take a little bit of time as we are approaching at least the mental uh, end here, the light at the end of the tunnel for this pandemic and COVID season we've had here in the spring of 2020 to talk about what's next and not stopping the development of our worship team. And in some ways, this uh, this disruption has uh, created a, a jolt and pulled everybody out of their comfort zone. But we have steps to take as we move forward. We don't want to stop developing our worship ministry. There should always be something taking shape and moving forward. And the leader is really responsible for building a culture of development within your department or your team or your area of ministry. In reality, most ministry development most often moves pretty slowly with the occasional few spurts that take us up a notch and then we level out as we get plugged into the systems. And really, we are in one of those spurts and we're going into toward one of those spurts. We've had this unusual time to step back for nearly three months and retool some of our systems and planning and vision for what worship will look like as we move forward. And even if we haven't done that systematically or really strategically, just the freedom of um, doing something a little different. Every church has been pulled out of their comfort zone. Teams across the globe have had to figure out new ways of, of providing worship services and opportunities to worship. And as hard as that has been, that has allowed some space to be opened up for us to think about what else we might do and other ways that we might serve. As new ways to lead emerge, motivation, involvement, and energy will increase. So over the next few weeks, we are going to be creating new expectations for ourselves, for our teams, and for our churches. The definition of development is really to grow or cause to grow something to become more mature and, and advanced. And so here are some areas that um, this might be a good opportunity to begin to retool and uh, just not give up on, but to get started on thinking and making plans toward developing your worship ministry. The first area is recruiting. Recruiting has probably been a little bit non-existent during these last few weeks, but if we are going to grow when the season turns around, then we are going to have to uh, be um, part of our ministry role is going to have to be in recruiting people to serve with us. So one way to start this process is just to kind of uh, sit down with a piece of paper and a few minutes without any distraction to just sort of assess what areas you need help with. And I know most often if you feel overwhelmed at all, it's easy just to say, I need every area. I need every help with every area. Often just thinking through the needs, though, will help us define the one or two areas that will make the most impact. And maybe you have three or four, but if you could just get two of them covered, then you could sort of help with other aspects of it. What's amazing about writing these um, needs down is that uh, 
basically you're discerning the roles that are needed. You put to paper some of what the role entails. And from there, you will be surprised how much that clarity will help in your skill to organize and attract people to your ministry. It helps you ask more clearly. It helps you define and start thinking about who might fit those roles best. And it might help jog your thought on people who are gifted, but haven't been fully utilized in your ministry. And so recruiting really um, begins with uh, a time to think about what it is you're needing. And then um, as people start getting back into the groove of in-person worship and coming back to the church building for ministry, there's going to be a lot of open doors for recruiting people. And there's going to be a lot of need. The second thing is your rehearsal culture. Whatever that looks like, whether it's midweek or the weekend of or Sunday morning before church, the rehearsal culture has an opportunity now to be changed and um, for you to continue to develop it and work with it. And there might be some need for you to re-raise expectation to let instrumentalists and vocalists and tech team members know that, that we are practicing at home, but we're coming in prepared to rehearse together with everything ready to go and all that is needed in place. And this may require you to develop your own time management and functionality so that you are on time prepared and ready to maximize. But what else can you do as you are building your rehearsal culture? And for your context, it's probably something real specific. Sometimes what is needed, and these change from season to season, but sometimes what is needed, an opportunity for community building and conversation before or after the rehearsal. Sometimes um, there needs to be included a, a time of sharing prayer requests and praying together. Other times it might be that um, you need to help people understand that uh, it's important for everybody to be on time. And you may have to have hard conversations with the one or two people who are consistently <clears throat> uh, pushing that envelope. But building a rehearsal culture will start with you desiring for your rehearsals to maximize the opportunity to limit distractions on Sunday morning during worship. The third area to continue to develop is in leadership. And really, um, developing leadership is, is really about working on you and who you are. And you can listen to a million podcasts. One of the podcasts I listen to is Craig Grishel Leadership Podcast. I also often will listen into Andy Stanley's Leadership Podcast or um, Michael Hyatt's podcast, and some of those are the, the big ones that are out there. But really, everyone does win when a leader is getting better and learning and growing in their skill and their knowledge and their ability to work with people and manage details. And so there's really almost too many different angles to take with this. So I'll just simplify it down to we have an opportunity this summer or this next season to um, pick an idea and go with it, to read a book, to attend a conference. There may not be a conference out there. It may have to be virtual, but um, in light of all the pandemic stuff, but uh, to digest, this is really simple, to digest a couple blog posts or podcasts and to basically grow in your leadership so that you are able to better develop your worship ministry and team members. The next one is preparation. We need to develop preparation skills in people. And the best way to do that is to be prepared ourselves. And I know in some ways this can be overwhelming because sometimes it's hard to keep track of all the details. 
But if we really do want people to learn a new song, they at least have to have a fighting chance with enough ample time in advance to take a listen and do it. If we want to incorporate new methods of worship components in our, our service, we've got to send those plans out with plenty of advance notice so that people can participate in it. The more digital ministry goes, the more often it seems like we do need to prepare. There's got to be time to edit and produce and to to uh, put details together for uh, uploading or downloading or whatever it is that your church is doing. And even if it's going live, you have to prepare by letting people know um, when and where and what and what place they need to be in to, to make it all happen. So as we continue to develop our worship ministry in this next season, as people are coming back in, this is the window to up the ante on preparation and getting the details in advance. The next one is media. And this one is uh, probably been talked about more than any of the others. Most often media is an area that you can see needs to be developed and it's kind of a quantifiable um, need. You know, if a projector goes down, you have to buy a new projector. Or if you want to retool the stage, you have to strip the stage and, and come up with a new plan and, and new physical things to put in those spaces. Um, so media is kind of a simple one to take a look at. But but aside from developing and upgrading the basics and fixing the, the wireless units that go bad or, or whatever, um, what other ways in media can we develop our presentation? So the, the goal of videos and worship media is to add depth and to enhance worship. And um, we, we want to continue to strive to not have hindrances. And we don't want to just, you know, use media like the, the new DJ who uses every single light they have because they can. It's more like we want media to work for us. And so we need to take the steps to be sure that it serves us and not the other way around. So this season has opened up doors for so many churches and so many leaders to, to begin to learn some of the art of what it takes to go beyond your walls through digital means. And um, I've said it before, but what once was a luxury has now become a necessity. And our uh, streaming ability and, and opportunity for reaching out to the congregation and those in our region and community through, um, through virtual means are going to only grow and increase and there might be a little time block where people take a, a big sigh and say they're done with Facebook and they're done with YouTube services and they're just happy to be back in the building together. But those opportunities will have been there. And the expectation now is there that people are going to want to be able to, if they need to or desire, to connect virtually with you and your church. And so we need to continue to find ways to allow media to serve us in ministry. A couple more here. And the next one is expectations and goals. I've already talked a little bit about expectations for your worship team, but maybe it's the expectations and goals you have for your ministry. And most often we don't consistently develop because we're not even sure where we're aiming. So begin by developing a list of expectations you have for your team members and for yourself. Maybe create a small little list of what it, what makes a Sunday worship experience really great. What are the four or five non-negotiables that you want to have each week so that things are, are smooth sailing and we have an opportunity to share the love of Christ and invite the church to worship? 
So write these things down, share them with your team, get together with a group and maybe talk about it a little bit and just see if they concur or what they might add. And um, creating some goals can really just make a difference. It can uh, boost the opportunity everybody has to to join forces and move in one direction together. This is a small little example, but a few years back, we made a goal to switch everything to tablets and devices and no more printing of paper for the worship band to use as uh, chord charts and, and lyrics. So we just kind of set a date and we said, this is our dream. This is our goal. And it took a little bit, but we eventually turned the corner, purchased iPads for the band, got a screen for the vocalists. And, um, and now there's no paper printed down there except for a occasional worship order here and there. But for the most part, everybody is using digital means to have the music. And that was all as a result of just basically a statement in goal setting and setting expectations for where our ministry is headed. It basically is the words you use, the language you come up with. You're, you're kind of creating something out of thin air just by um, seeking direction from God and deciding that we're going to shoot for this and then um, and, and naming it and, and setting out a framework for everybody to climb aboard and begin. And the last one I just want to share today is that we continue to develop our prayer life. We need to have a plan for how we're going to pray, to pray for certain people, certain situations, and um, to keep to keep track of that, to, to know that we're lifting our hearts up to the Lord in the morning during quiet times. We need to pray for our team, and we need to pray as a team. We need to open up doors for people to pray out loud. And not that there's something magical about praying out loud, but but it is good for Christians to know that that they are praying together in, as a family in unison and uh, hearts are united as we um, seek the Lord. Where two or three are gathered, God's presence is there. And so we want to encourage our team to pray out loud. And maybe your team doesn't do that and um, we don't always do it, but uh, there are ways to do it. Sometimes if you, you should be surprised, you stand in a circle before worship and, and say, we're going to go around the circle. And if you'd like to say a prayer, even a sentence, it's totally fine. Love to invite you to do that and, and let people pray. And so uh, develop that in your group. Uh, pray with your pastor, pray with your staff, help each team member to grow in prayer by uh, adding that into your language of, hey, pray with me for this. Pray with us as we are uh, moving forward with this new vision. Pray with us as we're trying to transition here into reaching a new um, in ministry in new ways. All the different things that are going to change and happen because of this in terms of how people sit and what people wear and what we're able to do in church building and ministry. Um, we're really, we're just going to have to trust and we're going to have faith in God's work and we're going to have to grow as disciples and followers as we do that. And most of that is going to come through being people who pray. So don't stop developing your worship team. There are plenty of opportunities coming up in the next few weeks to do amazing things. It's almost a reset button for the teams that we serve and work with. So once again, uh, don't stop developing and recruiting in putting together your rehearsal culture, in your leadership for yourself and for others, in preparation for meeting together and serving as a team, through your media and all that you use and, and work with in that, 
through the setting of expectations and goals and through prayer. And as we do that, God is going to use our ministries right where we are, with who we have, what we have to work with to make a, a lasting and enduring impact in the hearts and lives of people for generations. So it's a high call and it's an awesome opportunity we have to, to serve in this kingdom work. And I want to encourage you to continue to be faithful where you are, um, pulling your church along and, and keeping things rolling. And we would love to, uh, again, hear from you. If you ever have a question or would like to leave a message, you can find that link in the show notes. And um, we're praying for you and um, looking forward to next time. Thanks.